Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker. For immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power. Think safety this December. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Well, welcome back. We've just gone 8.14 on your dial. It's Thursday morning, December 8. It is Test Match Day. And who better to get in? Who better to get in than the voice of SEN Cricket, one of the great orators of Australian sport, Jared Whateley. Good morning to you, Jared. Miles, Bryce, I love being in Adelaide uh, the day of the Test Match. It's my favourite Test Match. It's the best city to stage uh, a game and... I know there are those who can't have it that it's moved to day night. I think it's got such a charm to it, the pink ball test, and it's all about breakfast rather than dinner. And now I'm I'm wrapped to be here. I want to start with that. Do you think there's cause for having it alternate? The Australians are ten and zip, I think, in day night tests. Do you think they maybe should give it a break every second or third year? Uh, I don't, but I would understand those who would hold the view. So there was one, uh, India wouldn't play a pink ball test not that long ago. So it was a, it was a day test there. No, I think Adelaide proactively uh, chose to own it. I think they have made it their own. It's been the most picturesque ground in the country is it gets the dusk shots which carry around the world. No, if, if I was the sacker, I wouldn't be giving that up. I want to start with the story of the morning. Dave Warner, uh, it's strange timing. Uh, Ian Healy's been vocal uh, that we've seen on social media in support of Dave Warner. He's withdrawn his uh, essentially um, dispute in regards to his, his sanction. Why the morning of a test? Why, why does this all happen in the last 24 hours? Yeah, so the, the risk in the way that this process was framed and delayed all the way across the winter when it might have been dealt with while cricket was dormant and thus not interfered uh, with the summer schedule and the the demands, the day-to-day demands that Warner is subject to, is this was always a risk. It's a nine-month process which has frustrated Warner and those involved immensely. My sympathies are absolutely with Warner in the way that this has been depicted. And I can't for the life of me understand how Cricket Australia finds itself here. It It's implemented a process to allow for an appeal. And the appeals body, those individuals who aren't specifically named, we don't know who these people are. They want a public hearing and they want a cleansing. Like, Cricket Australia hasn't been interested in a cleansing. The last time I asked Nick Hockley about the events around sandpaper, he wouldn't even confirm that he'd read the report of the time. That's how little Cricket Australia wants to talk about the specifics. And suddenly you have this independent body who, I agree with Warner, this would be a public lynching if this was a, a hearing held in the manner that that has been suggested. And I'm not for a moment surprised that he's had to walk but, away from it. But Jared, in that, the lynching is, is this where we finally then get to see the details of what pe- some people suspect Yes, happened? but that's not fair on Warner. Well, so that should have been done at the time. 
if you wanted to run a process to publicly identify, this was a really limited process in a really limited time with a really limited outcome. And we have all felt unease about that in the five years that have gone on. And none of us, I don't think anyone who has firsthand knowledge believes that what has been tabled publicly is the full version of events. And in what, in what Warner wrote yesterday, he spoke not only of the stress on his family, but there are two clear intimations around how bad this would be for the team and for his teammates to, to have to be the one put through that. That's not what this process was supposed to be about. It was supposed to be about reform and contrition as to whether his lifetime leadership ban could be reviewed essentially to lead a BBL team. And this board it would appear totally separate to Cricket Australia's desires want a public cleansing. Do you think, though, that, that say, your views and Ian Healy's, do you think that reflects maybe what some of the Australian public... So I agree with the... I am with the Australian public as, at the time, it should have all been fully laid out. Well, they still want to know now. They yes, want to know that, now. that is not what this process was. This is Warner's appeal on a lifetime ban, not a rehearing of the events of five years ago, and it's grossly unfair on him. We have to move on to, well, essentially, Steve Smith is now the captain, which I love. Um, Pat Cummins is out. Scott Boland comes in. Thoughts on the Steve Smith captaincy? And also, Scott Boland gets a crack at another ground outside of the MCG. And a pink ball. So Boland is the perfect man to add to this lineup. Um, he's he feels to me like he's not fourth of four in quality, but he is four of four in in pecking order. So he's a great replacement for Cummins. This will happen from time to time with a fast bowling captain. We shouldn't worry about it, uh, and there should absolutely never be a risk taken around Cummins. As it's, we watched him in Perth and said at the time, he won't be playing in Adelaide. Uh, I have no issue with Smith captaining this. He we've, he served his time. His punishment was prescribed. He returns as the vice captain, and the vice captain just fills the void, as has always been such. Yeah, I think you're spot on, Jared. And obviously, with a, another big series coming up against South Afri- Africa, you want him cherry ripe for that series. Uh, fill us in a little bit about the West Indies. They showed oh, they got off to a pretty slow start yeah. in, in Perth, and they showed some grit and determination, especially with their batting late in that test match. No doubt they would have got a lot of confidence out of that. And uh, I think it's time for some of these young, young up-and-coming West Indians to really take control now and, and put in a good performance here in Adelaide. I doubt that will be this test match. This is a long build for them to restore themselves as a test-playing team. And they won a lot of plaudits, I thought. that They were unthreatening with the ball, and that means you're not going to win a test match. But they were, they were brave and determined with the bat led by their captain and, and their debutant. So that that's excellent. Brathwaite and Chanderpaul at the top. The captain set really clear goals, which I I loved. He didn't speak about beating Australia. He spoke about batting for 100 overs and playing 10 days of hard-fought test cricket. So they played the first five. Kudos to them. Lots of teams don't get to five days in Perth. And they batted for 98 and a half and then more, way more than 100 and made respectable scores. So those are worthy goals again. It probably will be a fraction harder with a pink ball. I don't think that Perth pitch was particularly good and the way the pink ball nips around, but that's the challenge to them and, and I hope they're up for it. Looking forward to this test, where's the story in the narrative? Adelaide has a habit of having a twist or a turn yeah. or a story in it. What can you see maybe of Because this night with the young players, with the pink ball, you know, we saw with England only not that long ago, they got knocked over for not many. Is there a story 
to be had. Well, I think somewhere. there are two really clear storylines now. Is a Warner Century, which he's made a 300 here against a, a vulnerable attack in, in a pink ball test. Is a Warner Century would contain so much, and who he signalled to might be really interesting oh, if that oh, happened. Oh. But I think a Steve Smith century as captain. So he was he was a certainty to make a century last year as captain, and he got out right at the end. And it was a shock to all of us. He was so determined in that innings. I imagine he will harness that again. And Nathan Lyon is about to become the leading Test wicket taker on the ground, eclipsing Shane Warne with the first wicket that he takes. And don't forget Scotty Boland coming in and the yeah. impact he did only six for seven twelve months ago, whatever it was. Uh, Imagine him coming out and, and doing that well, uh, again. That'd be pretty And special. also, if Marnus puts up another double ton or another 100, his summer starts to look as one of the uh, essentially yeah. all-time greats. Jared, we can catch it all, SEN cricket, right throughout the afternoon and evening. Probably have to yeah, get dinner up there in the media yeah, centre. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a different schedule, so brunch becomes really important. <laughs> certainly well. I was uh, I was up late enough with Flemo last night, so we'll see how <laughs> he's travelling today. Thanks so much for coming in, Jared. Nice to be here. Uh, we've got to jump to a break. We'll come back on the other side of this. This is SNSA Summer Breakfast. Everybody's talking about Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham.